0: Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved. But the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. It's absolutely astounding to me how many podcasters are unfamiliar with remote connecting solutions. Apparently, a majority of podcasters have the luxury of a co-host that lives in the same city so they can meet up at the host's house or at a local podcasting studio. Personally, I've been podcasting since 2015. I've put out hundreds of episodes, and you know how many of those episodes were recorded with my co-hosts or my guests in the same room? One, just one. And that was recorded in a hotel room during a convention I was attending. My point being, I have a fair amount of experience connecting remotely with my co-hosts or guests. The good news is, it's not as hard as it may seem. And today, I'm here to make it even easier for you. So let's get started. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster. This is another episode of Podcast Better, and I'm here to help you. Today, we're talking about remote connections. And what do I mean by this? I mean, Zoom, right? Everybody knows about Zoom now. Everybody and their mother literally knows about Zoom. They know what Zoom is. They know what Zoom is for. And a lot of people, some people have their Zoom shirt, right? That that, that nice, clean, crisp shirt you put on over whatever else you may be wearing during, during the lockdown, and it's all a part of this new way of life that we've been forced to live in uh, due to these special circumstances. But I'm not here to talk about that today. I'm here to help you connect remotely to your co-hosts or your guests or whoever you may need to connect to online. As I said in the opening, I've been doing this for a while. I've been podcasting since 2015. I live in Wisconsin. I podcasted for two years with a gentleman out in Washington, washington state so nowhere near each other the entire two years we never were in the same room for the podcast i had another show where i i was a solo host but i often had guests on the show and these guests were from all over the u.s i had guests from the united kingdom i had guests from australia all over the world i'm currently on a show with another gentleman from florida we have never recorded an episode of our show in the same room together. Last week, I just had, or not even last week, last episode, I just had my first guest on here, Podcast Better. How do we connect? We're not in the same state. We're not in the same room. We connected remotely online. So I think part of the frustration with connecting remotely is just that there are so many options out there. I mentioned Zoom. I have used personally, I, I, I've used Zoom, I've used Skype, I've used Google Hangouts, and I've used StreamYard, and a little bit of BeLive, Be.Live. All of these services do have their own kind of purpose, their, their usefulness, their special cases where one might be better than another. But when it comes down to podcasting, I have settled on one service, and unless something drastic changes... I don't see me moving away from them for a long time to come. I, I I will say I started off with Skype. It was what I knew. It's what other podcasters I I had talked to were using at the time, back in the day. It, it was a lot of the services that are out there now didn't exist when I started podcasting. So I hooked up my Skype account. I figured out how to record Skype calls, and we went about it that way. Over the course of time, though, I started wondering, you know, is there something better? Is there... A better solution because occasionally I'd have to deal with Skype updates or dropped calls or poor quality in the recording. And just started to wonder, like maybe there is something better. And as I branched out and and started creating more podcasts, I just naturally started to explore different options. Whenever I started a new podcast, I would try something new. Whenever I was a guest on someone else's podcast. Sometimes they used a different solution, so I wasn't always on Skype, and so I got to experience that as well. So while I could do an entire episode on the pros and cons of each of these different options, I'm just going to come down and say that I have settled on StreamYard. There are a number of reasons for this, and, and, and this is what I want to cover here today. I want to explain not only why I settled on StreamYard, but also encourage you to find a solution that incorporates video into the recording. There are a number of reasons for this, and we're going to get into that right now. But why did I settle on StreamYard? The first reason that really drew me into StreamYard was the ease of use, not only for me as the host, but even more so for the people I was connecting with. Whenever you use Skype or Zoom or something like that, there's usually a download involved. StreamYard, zero downloads. When I was using Skype, almost, it felt like every week, it it probably wasn't, it was probably, you know, maybe once a month or something, there was another Skype update and then I had to make sure I updated, I had to make sure my co-host updated so we didn't have any uh, conflicts there in the recording and just all these little things that became frustrating over time. So ease of use, no downloads. All, all you ever have to do is take the URL, send it to your guest, and you're good to go. They just click the link, it opens up in a browser, and they are in to the recording with you. What's even better now is just in the past month or two, I think, StreamYard introduced a, a mobile-friendly version of this, meaning that your guests can join you from a phone, from an iPhone, from a smartphone. Once again, they just have to click on the link, it'll open it up for them, connect, use their their microphone and their camera on the phone, and you're good to go. It's so simple, so easy. Like I know people understand how to use Zoom now, but even Zoom occasionally needs updates. So I find it so simple and easy that all you have to do is send them the link, they just have to click the link and they're in. You don't have to worry about anything else. So StreamYard is dead simple to use. Secondly, I love the flexibility of StreamYard. So if you go look at StreamYard's site, you might be concerned that a lot of the the literature on the site talks about live streaming. And yes, the product was initially built as a live streaming service or a third-party service to to help you live stream, very much like B.Live is or other live streamers, you you may have heard them talk about things like OBS and stuff like that. StreamYard is taking the place of those services. But don't worry, if you don't want to stream your podcast, you, you don't need to live stream your podcast. There is an option to record only, and that's part of the flexibility that I love. Now, you do have the option to stream to just about anywhere you wanna stream, and you can stream to multiple places at once. You can stream to Facebook, you can stream to YouTube, you can stream to Twitch, you can stream just about anywhere you can think of. It's super simple to connect with StreamYard, and then you just kind of check the boxes where you want to stream before you go live. It's awesome. It's simple. But for a podcast, you don't always want to stream live. It's nice to have the option, especially if you have like a a, a Patreon setup for your podcast, and that's one of the the goodies that y- your patrons get is to get kind of a behind-the-scenes, live look at you recording the podcast. It's super easy and simple to do here with StreamYard. But like I said, you don't have to do that at all. I don't do that for most of my shows. We choose the record-only option. So what does this do? It, it it records a show for us. We wouldn't even have to record, actually. We could just never hit the record button and just use this as a way to connect our uh, voice and video while recording. It, it's... Everything is optional. I just love the options, the flexibility that I have with StreamYard. Whatever you want to do, however complicated, however technical you want to get, you can do it, but you can be super simple with it too. So it's super easy to use. It's super flexible. And now we come to the video. The video is something I want to convince every podcaster out there to start using. Like I said, even if you don't choose to record, I want you to use the video the video is a fantastic thing. It, it, it In podcasting, we often talk about how your interviews or even just your, your your talk with your co-hosts should be very conversational. And the best way to make sure things are conversational is to try to recreate in-person scenarios. It's a lot easier to connect with your co-host or with your guest's in particular, if you can actually see them. You can see the reactions on their face. You can see that they are listening to you. You can see if they're even there in the first place. Aside from getting reactions, though, I love it because you can give each other visual cues. This works very well for co-hosts. You might not have this connection with your guest right off the bat, but this is something that I do with my co-hosts all the time. If you need a minute to think about a response, if you need a minute to to come up with a question, if you need to take a drink of water, or if you need to uh, take a break for a, a screaming child in the background, whatever the case may be, the video gives you that extra level of connection. And so instead of saying, hey, hold up, pause, I need to take a minute and take care of this, and that gets into your recording, you can just like, hold up one finger and say, just give me a minute. I need to think about something. Or if you have your microphone muted because there's some noise going on in the background that you don't want to get in the recording, you can say, you can show, hey, I'm still here. I hear you, but just wait a minute. I need to go do something. And all of these things kind of play into what I was talking about back in episode three about getting rid of your filler words and how I want you to, to consciously start just leaving silence in your recording instead of rambling or instead of making all these other noises and and, and talking out, hey, I need to take a break. Because as soon as you say, hey, can we pause here? You need to, that's another edit you need to make. But if you are able to just leave silence in your recording, like I talked about in episode three, that is something that is super, super, super simple to remove from your recording. You can do that, remove every silence in your recording in one fell swoop. So the more things, the more, like I talked about in episode three, filler words, or here, the more interruptions, or whatever the case may be, that you can remove from the recording and just leave silence, the less editing you're gonna have to do. So that's number three, all those visual cues that you can give to your co-host that you can give to your guest and for your guest I, I I would I always do this I talk it out with them ahead of time say and I tell them too if you need to think about an answer please take your time and think about it don't talk just for the sake of talking and explain this to them that you can it, it when it comes down to the editing process it's so much easier for you to remove silence than it is for you to remove other talking in words and ums and ahs and all these other things that they may try to fill the silence with. All right, so we're up to three. We have ease of use, we have flexibility, we have the visual cues. Now let's say I've talked to you into the recording of the video, and there are a few reasons to do this. Like I was saying, even if you don't live stream it, you can still record the video, and that gives you a lot of options afterwards. You can repurpose this video. If later on, you choose, you do want to put the video up, whether it be on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, you'll have a copy. You, you Maybe you didn't want to put out the, the live version. You, you didn't want to stream it live because there are a lot of awkward moments, a lot of silence and such, and you want to put a more concise edited version up. Well, you can do that. You'll have your video, you can edit it, and then you can post it later. Maybe you don't want to post the entire video, There's an argument to be made for that as well, and that's something I'll cover in a later episode too, but maybe you just want to put clips of your show on YouTube or any other platform for that matter, just kind of teaser clips to get people excited about your episode. You can do that with the video that you've recorded, so it's not just an audio See, people actually have something to look at. They can put a face to your voice. They can can see maybe you have a famous guest on. Why wouldn't you want to share their face and say, hey, look who I got to talk to today? So whether you want to put the whole video up or put clips up, you have different ways of repurposing this video that could come in handy, but it's good to have the video just in case. And speaking of just in case, brings me to point number five, a backup recording. This has been amazing. I ha- Thankfully, I haven't had to use this yet, but if you live stream it or record it, you always have a backup recording. I do all my recordings directly into my Rodecaster Pro. I would highly recommend recording into something digital like this, whether it be a Rodecaster or uh, Zoom H4n or H6n or h wh- 8 whatever you want. I love recording into the Rodecaster Pro because it allows me to kind of produce the show on the go. And I have all the options there in front of me. It's it, it's all right there in one nice little box. Not only is it nice to have it for me when I go to edit the show that it's all kind of put together already. I don't have to piece together my intro and and, and my interview and the outro and all these other things. It's all kind of pre-done for me. Plus, if you're doing it this way, it will make your live streams, if you choose to do that, sound even better as well. But my point being, if you record with StreamYard, should something go wrong with your digital recording from the Roguecaster or whatever other device, I mean, even if you just record straight into GarageBand or Audacity or whatever program you choose to use, in case something goes wrong with that, maybe you actually forget to hit record. It's happened to the best of us. Or the file gets corrupted. Or you forgot to put the... SD card back into the recorder. If you were recording through StreamYard, you will still have a solid recording. The quality might not be quite as great. The the, the, the audio is going to come in, in one track. You won't be able to fine tune as much in the editing process, but you won't have lost the entire episode. So there you have it. My five big reasons why I love to use StreamYard. It is super simple and easy to use. For you and your guests or co-hosts, it has a lot of flexibility built into it. Number three, the visual cues that you can give to your co-hosts, to your guests, to just make a better recording overall. So it means less editing for you. Number four, you can repurpose the video later on. And number five, you have a backup recording. If that's not enough to convince you to use StreamYard, I... Don't know what else I can tell you. If you do have questions though about it, please, please come ask me. I would love to answer your questions. I would love to help you podcast. StreamYard has become one of the core products that I do recommend for podcasters. There is a free version of it out there if you want to test it out. It does have a few limitations, but I know it is always nice to be able to test things out for yourself before you buy them. If you do decide to buy this product, I do have an affiliate link for you. I'll leave down in the show notes. I would greatly appreciate if you use it, but I obviously can't force you to do so. So it's there if you would like to use it. In any case, I do hope that you consider using StreamYard or even just some other remote solution that provides you with video. Like I said, even if you don't record the video, being able to see your guests or co-hosts is so valuable. All right, I think that's enough for me for today. So... Get out there, keep podcasting, get StreamYard, and I'll talk to you later. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.